Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. If you love your boxing and your MMA, this is the show for you. It's Fight Night Extra with me, Gareth Davis, and him. He's in Vegas. It's the big Romford Bull, Johnny Fisher. Today we'll be getting stuck into big news coming out of Anthony Joshua's camp over the weekend after the former two-time heavyweight champion of the world confirmed he'll be fighting Francis Ngannou on March the 8th to close out Riyadh season. Yep, it's a Friday night fight. We'll discuss the fight and if it's the right decision by AJ and ask if Ngannou has any chance of causing an almighty upset when the pair collide in the ring in Riyadh. I'm calling it the rumble in Riyadh. One man hoping to cause an almighty upset this weekend is Callum Smith. Mondo travels to Canada this weekend. I'll be joining him there to take on light heavyweight supremo Arta Betabiev, holder of three of the light heavyweight belts. We'll break down the fight in detail and see if Mr. Smith can cause a huge upset to kick off 2024 in the snow of Quebec City. And I'll talk to Johnny about his hopes and dreams for 2024. He's joining us, of course, as I say, from Sin City today as he prepares for his first fight of the year. Lots to get through. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Bright light city gonna set my soul gonna set my soul on fire Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn so get those stakes up higher There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there they're all living the devil may care And I'm just a devil with love to spare So Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas How I wish that Johnny, Johnny Vegas, baby Johnny Vegas Fisher uh, You're no Longford, longer, you're no Longford the Romford bull for me You're Johnny the Vegas man Fisher How is it out there? Go on, make us envious. Tell us it's really warm. It's fantastic, Gareth. I won't make you envious and say it's sweltering hot because it's not, but when the sun shines out, it's pleasant. It's not rainy. And um, the people over here I've always found, I've been over three or four times now, very friendly, very accommodating, very different to where we're from, obviously. But um, I love being over here, and I know that I'm doing what's best for my career by being in such an elite environment. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a ton up in Vegas. I'm a veteran of over 100 visits over all those wow. years. It's a fantastic place. One of the greatest things about it, Johnny, as you know, as you're finding out, 
and I've been enjoying your your Instagrams from there is there's so many gyms, yeah. there's so many places, there's yeah. always somewhere open till two in the morning to go and spa, be it the Mayweather gym. Definitely. Um, I think I've seen you in Sean Porter's yeah. gym, I think up by the Stratosphere, um, from judging where I've seen you. Where I've have you been? Made, I've been I've been based at Salas's gym, obviously the Cuban gym. There's okay. not much English being yeah. spoken there. Ishmael Salas can speak English, but a couple of the guys helping me, they're proper Cubans, elite amateurs, now coaches themselves. And as you said, there's so many people to spar, there's so many great people. I walk in the gym, there's a guy who's 17 and 0, there's a 15 and 0 guy, there's a 10 and 0 guy. Everyone is in an elite mindset. And if you want to be the best, you have to put yourself in an environment where you're not the big fish anymore, you know? Because I'm not a big fish. I'm a prospect still. And um, I've got a great team at home with Mark Tibbs, Jimmy Tibbs and Sonny Cannon. They'll be out here very shortly, but they know this is the best thing for me to get over here, acclimatise and be in this environment. So you've been over a week pretty much, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, about a week or so. And, and to, to t- where, where are you staying? Where are you staying? I'm staying in the famous Plaza Hotel in downtown Las Vegas at Fremont Street. If you've seen Casino with oh, Robert nice. De Niro and Joe Pesci in it, one of the best films ever, it was all filmed in this hotel. And they're actually sponsoring me for this camp, the Plaza Hotel, uh, for me and my team to stay here. And what a place it is. If you haven't been to Oscar's Steakhouse, I'm sure you must have been there, Gareth. Uh, named after the yes. famous Oscar Goodman, a mob box, who was a mob attorney for uh, a mob attorney for the mob bosses. Uh, in Vegas and later became the mayor of Las Vegas. What a character he is. So it's been a privilege to meet him as well. Can the zip wire at Fremont Street take your weight or not? It will. It won't take my dad's weight. It, it will take my weight. Maybe we'll get Big John on the uh, the old zip wire and cause a bit of a ruckus when he's here next week. Or this, this week. He's, is he doing a sh- I, he's, being, he's being sponsored by the plaza, isn't he? And doing a few gigs there with the, the Bosch fans, the Bosch army. Yeah. So the Big John Chinese sit-down and me are both sponsored by the Plaza Hotel. And, um, yeah, when we, we're going to have a few events on there throughout fight week and afterwards we're going to have a little party at the at the thing, win, lose or draw. There'll be there'll be events going on at the Plaza. We've got a lot of Bosch soldiers booking up from Vancouver, people coming over from Tokyo, Australians coming over, people obviously coming from LA. So this is more of an international outlook for the Bosch soldiers this time. We've got a good contingent from Essex and uh, Romford coming, of course, but... It's going to be a different crowd this time and uh, not as big, but still be a good couple of hundred uh, Bosch soldiers out there. Well, a nice Bosch festival to start the year. I, I do like it. Up in, exactly. up in lights in Vegas. You, you're going to conquer Vegas. We'll co- At the very end of the show today, we'll talk about what you've got, got coming up. Obviously, that card on February the 3rd, isn't it? Has got Connor Ben yeah, on it as well. well. We'll talk about Connor. I spoke to yes. Connor a couple of days ago, believe it or not. I had a very good chat to him with a group of the other national oh, media great. guys, uh, national newspaper guys. Yeah. Uh, it was great to catch up with him, actually. Um, no doubt you'll be bumping into him. We're going to talk about your career uh, and later in the show, but is this planting a seed to have your face up on a big billboard no. in lights in Vegas down the line? Is, it, is the dream beginning now? The dream is beginning, and I've... Since being over here, and I've been over here a few times, it's a, it's a different mentality to fighting out here and boxing. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a beginner whenever I come over here. I know I'm not a finished article by no stretch of the imagination, but when you come over here, strip everything back to the basics, especially in that gym, in the, that Cuban gym. It's called the House of Fundamentals. 
So it's all about throwing your jab correctly, throwing your right hand correctly, bringing things back yeah. to where they should be, using your hips and not lunging in. Because yes, I'm powerful and I'm strong and I'm, I like to have a war, but it's about doing it correctly and using correct technique. And that will make you, uh, as you step up the levels, even to English and British level, you can't make sloppy mistakes like I have been for my first one to 10 fights, you know? So we're honing the skills all the time out here. The new expression of 2024 is calm down, Johnny. Calm down, yes. Bosch. That is literally me. Calm down. I don't need to go ragged all the time because when you're getting in 10, 12 round fights, you need to calm down, pick your moments and just chill out, you know? Well, you were very well placed um, last weekend. Let's get into a bit of action. O'Hara Davis uh, came up short against a 40-year-old yes. Ismael Barroso. We remember him, well, I certainly do, nine years ago, facing the likes of Anthony Crawler here in, in the United Kingdom. Um, you were yeah. there um, for a few of the fights on Saturday night. Um, yeah. Tough night for him, but his response was very good to it. He got caught early, didn't he? His, he, he was exchanging, he did. Um, not recklessly, but he, he was aggressive. And he, he left himself open. He, he got hit by a very big, yeah, very big counter left hook. Did you speak to him? I know you know the team. Um, and Will Jones, I think, is coach. Did you have a chat yeah. to them? Yeah, Will Jones is a very good friend of mine. I've known him since I was before I was an amateur, just doing a bit of training, ticking over in his gym in Edge, Edge Gym in Romford. And um, yeah, they was all confident, super confident. I've seen him over there a few week, a few days before the fight in the UFC gym. And uh, yeah, they had no reason not to be confident. Obviously, Barroso, an aging guy, 40 years old, but all aware of his power and the power that he carried. And this is the nature of the sport, even in their lower weight divisions. You make one wrong mistake and you rush in and you leave yourself open. It was a piece of a shot, but O'Hara knows himself that he, he sort of gifted that shot to him by being a bit gung-ho. Yeah. And the way, as you said, Davis responded um, was very, very good. And uh, he knows I'd like to see him back in the ring very soon because, listen, that can happen in boxing. You get one call once early on, get caught cold, and that's the name of the game. Um, big news over the weekend. Let's just skip over these last three bits of news quickly before we get into these things in more detail. Um, yes. Anthony Joshua will fight Francis Ngannou. Um, take you by surprise. Happy about it. What's your feeling? I'm I'm happy about it. I think it's a, a fight that encapsulates more than just the regular boxing audience. Once again, another good uh, good bit of work by the Saudis and Riyadh season, adding another bit of spice in there. But um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to see that fight. Obviously, after Ngannou's very good performance. Uh, something I didn't expect from him against Tyson Fury. Maybe a part of that was Fury being a little bit less, uh, uh, a little bit underperform, a bit of an underperformance from him. But um, excited to see that because he can sure punch as well, Francis Ngannou, and uh, he'll bring the heat to Anthony Joshua. Well, you and I spoke a lot about the Fury Ngannou fight in the build-up, didn't we? On several podcasts yes. I did, and on Talk Sports as well. We'll get into that in more detail. Like you say, Ngannou's a player now. Um, as you said, yeah. I think to me, you know that you could take Nagano. Um, I'm sure you think Joshua will. We'll get to that huge fight this weekend in Canada. Uh, I'm off there yeah. um, tomorrow, as it will be Wednesday, to see uh, to do a bit of work myself for TV over there on and top rank on uh, Arta Betabi. I've hold of three of the light heavyweight belts against Callum Mondo Smith, um, the, the most yep. successful of the four boxing Smith brothers from Liverpool. Massive opportunity, but difficult task for him. In short, a very, very difficult task. I saw um, Baturbia fight Anthony Yard. Great fight. Uh, brilliant performance from Anthony Yard. But we all know that 
he's probably the top of that tree, the light heavyweight division with Dimitri Bivol. They're the two guys that we're sort of yearning to fight. But Callum Swift's definitely got a chance. Big, tall guy, great body puncher as well. A little bit fresher maybe than the 37, 38-year-old Baturbiev. So I'll be back in the Brit all the way, as always. Yeah, better, better, better be Ev. Better, better, better be Ev. Better be in good form against Callum <laughs> Smith. Um, we'll get into that now. Um, you're listening to Fight Direction on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we'll be talking that fight at the weekend for three of the light heavyweight world title belts. Better be Ev versus Smith in Quebec City, covered in snow right now. We'll get into that in more detail. And we'll get Johnny's thoughts ahead of a big, big year for him in 2024, though. Next up, though, AJ Anthony Joshua will be fighting France Ngannou in March. It's March the 8th. It's a Friday fight night. Obviously, Ramadan kicks in um, on March the 10th, and the Riyadh season comes to an end. We'll discuss that next and what it means to the top end of the heavyweight division. I haven't seen the Anthony Joshua that beat Klitschko. I haven't seen that guy in a while. I wasn't supposed to lose in my head. And it just, I, I give my life to this game, man. I give everything. Lift off for AJ! He's in trouble here, Marlin. He's trying to tuck up a minute remaining in round five. Joshua is on the hunt. He's stalking, hunting his prey. It is what it is, as I said uh, to my brusky Louis Peru. I don't celebrate when I win these fights. I celebrate when I win the championship. You're listening to Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2 with me, Gareth Davis, and him, Johnny, the Sin City fighter, Vegas Fisher. Oh, yes. He's Johnny back Vegas. in Vegas. This time, he's on a bill in Vegas. I can't call you Johnny Vegas, really, because you'll start singing. Yes, you can. Johnny, you are not Johnny Vegas, I'll tell you that. Do you know Johnny Vegas, I might be like the Yeah, I know Johnny Vegas. So I don't know what Johnny <laughs> Vegas... Are you talking about a different Johnny Vegas to me? You're talking about the Benidorm, Benidorm John. I'm talking the big, the big bloke. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Bonnet. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, look, AJ versus Nagano. What do you? No, no, no. He couldn't ever. <laughs> I like those pictures of Dad recently, though. No fat shaming yeah. there on him. Tell you what, he he was no, he was a, a handsome. Fit. I tell you what, in his mid twenties, when you were a little kid, I've seen the picture of yeah. you as a tiny baby and him holding you. He yeah. had a physique on him, didn't he? He was a bit of a unit, Big John. He did box himself as an amateur for Repton and the Lions. So he was a footballer to the age of 18 for Leon Iron. So he's, he, he was an athlete. He wasn't always been Big John. But then he was Slim John, you know. So he's trying to get back to that now as well. So long may his uh, healthy eating continue. He, he, listen, he's, yeah. he was Big John even when he was slim then. He looked built. Yeah, he he must have been, I would reckon he was 16, 17 stone then, you know. He was about the same as me. A little bit shorter than me, but 16, 17 stone still. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, when yeah. I talk back to like, my dad's old friends and people from, from back in the day, they did say, yeah, Big John could look after himself a bit. He wasn't a bully. He wasn't a bad man, but he could. people knew he could look after himself. Yeah, once a bully, always a bully. There's no bully in your dad at all, yeah. but he could definitely look after right. himself. He's a very kind man, yes. an amazing heart. So, come on, AJ versus Ngannou. First of all, what do you make of it as a fight? It's exciting. It's uh, another one of these crossover fights, obviously. Leading on from the Fury and Ngannou fight, I think people will be excited because that was an unexpected one. Maybe not. I don't think it will go the same way. I think Ngannou, I still think Joshua will be able to dispatch with him in, within six rounds. 
Um, that Otto Wally performance was a very good performance. Yet Wally maybe wasn't as spiteful as people were hoping for. But is that down to the fact Joshua didn't let him get any work off? So I think again it will bring a bit more heat. We'll know he have to. He can't. He can't sit back on his laurels and let Joshua get comfortable. So they're going to be two big punches coming towards each other, and uh, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, there's definitely there's no doubt about him. I agree with everything you're saying. Joshua's definitely going to have to impose himself in the same way he did uh, against Otto Valin. Yeah. And he's, he may have a much harder fight than he did with Valin. Um, I've spoken to Ben Davison about this already. Yeah, I, um, look, um, Nagano held his shape well against Fury. Um, he's a very, he's an immovable object. He's very strong. Um, he looks all right switching to Southpaw. He may even try that. But I think Joshua's got to be big, booming, aggressive and dominant. And in many ways... Yeah. If he can't shake Nagano and put him away, he's going to have a tough 10 rounds. Yes, he will. Well, what I'm, sorry, one thing that I'm thinking about as well is when did Fury fight before that fight, the Ngannou fight? When was his last fight before that? Do you remember? Well, it would Fury have been fought in Ghana. Derek was Chisora fight? in December. De so December, was almost, so it was, almost it was 10, 10 months. 10, 10, 11 months. 10 months difference. And you could see the timing wasn't quite there. We saw it with Wilder, who'd been out of the ring for... God knows how long we'd only had one round with Hellenius. Timing's a big thing as well. And I think where Joshua has been active against Franklin, against Hellenius, um, the last fight with Wallin, you know, that's going to pay dividends when he's fighting because he's had camps back to back. The timing's there. And that does make a big difference. When you get to these big level fights, yeah, it's hard to make them, but you've got to stay busy because timing is everything. One of the things I did think about Joshua, though, I, don't, I do like the link up with Ben Davis, and he looked like he had the perfect yes. game plan. Step in jab early to head and body. Left hook coming off the jab I thought was good. The right hand was effective. We saw more action yeah. from Joshua. He was straight into it, centre of the ring. I think he's got to do that dominant, against Nagano. He's got to be dominant, exactly. Um, he had an aura That's all week. We'll come to, to Deontay Wilder and Joseph Parker in a minute. But um, I think Nagano's got an aura about him as well. He doesn't say much. He's got a great presence. He's a very big human being. And what, what we found with Fury, if you remember, Johnny, is that he wasn't yeah. able to lean on Nagano. He wasn't able to get a hold of him. He wasn't able to tie him up and clinch with him. Joshua's not a big guy for the clinch, is he? He's not an inside fighter. No. So it's more than anything, it's probably going to be a standoff fight. But I wonder whether yeah. Nagano, which he didn't do against Fury, might try and rush Joshua as well. Might try and rush into him. And I'm sure Ben Davison will be preparing for that as well. Yeah, well, Ungana's got to make it uncomfortable for him. And being on Joshua's chest, as you said, he's not known for being such a great inside fighter. He's got great, great slick hands. He's very powerful at range. And yeah, as you said, against Wallin, he, he still dominated, but wasn't rushing him, wasn't in a clinch, roughing him up. He was just holding the centre of the ring. And if he can do that with Ngannou, he can make it an easy night's work. So Ngannou's task will be to uh to, to close that gap and um whereas fury was that timing was out a little bit i think uh, joshua won't be the same so he won't be able to stay on the outside as much he'll have to make, go and close that gap i think with that performance what he's done for himself he is back definitely he is back yeah. you know the, the the jermaine franklin fight the robert hellenius fight obviously they were victories but you didn't feel a resounding thump on the desk and he was back this was it and i think what he's done no. he set himself up for a process that if he wins this, he looks good again. That Hergovic fight is there. 
Um, you know, he will have got more money than a Hergovic, than a Flip Hergovic fight. The Zhili Zhang fight might have been there. But you then start to look at if Usyk beats Fury, a trilogy fight with Usyk, or if Fury be, by, beats Usyk, and I do think Fury will beat Usyk in the two fights, I just think that we will start to talk more and more again about this massive... British blockbuster, Massive. either late this year or early next year. Fury and Joshua. Fury and Joshua would be an absolutely massive fight. I was talking about this the other day. Um, yes, it'd be great if it happens in Saudi Arabia. It happens there, but imagine that in England, at Wembley Arena or something, uh, Wembley Stadium. Um, that would be fantastic. But yeah, you mentioned someone there who's sort of been phased out of this situation. Zili Zhang. I don't think anyone's in a rush to fight the big Chinese southpaw after what he'd done to Joe Joyce. I know Joe Joyce probably wasn't on the form that he should have been for these two fights, but he's, I don't think anyone's going to be queuing up to fight Zhang because he's big old unit, 19, 20 stone. And he's 41 now, pays him out for another year or so and he might not be the same. So that's another name that's got to be in that mix pretty soon. Will Bosch ever meet Bang or not? Bosch and Bang? Uh, if, he was four, if he was five <laughs> years younger, maybe, but... He's got no benefit yeah. of fighting me, has he? He'll be gone. Uh, yeah. Big Bang Zhang. He's called Big Bang for a reason as well. You'd have to stay away from that right hand. I've had a Chinese with Zhang, with my dad. He was a, such a gentleman. His whole team, his, his manager's the sons of uh, Mills Lane, the famous referee. Um, great wow. team, great people. And I'd love to get some sparring right. with him if, I, if that's possible. When you stood next to him, did you think of, he, he was like, did you, were you surprised about what big unit he was? No, because he had a tracksuit on and was quite slimming at the time in Chinatown. We was, and I didn't. Think, I thought he was big, but I didn't realise until we got into that ring and stood next to Joe Joyce. His top was off. He looked absolutely huge, absolutely huge, huge specimen of a man. And uh, what a gentleman he is, though I must say, what a gentle, yeah, gentle he is. soul he is. he is. And when he puts them gloves on, um, yeah, it was just sad to see. Obviously, my friend Joe Joyce, uh, the way that um, he lost that fight, but Joe will be back. That's another story for another day. Let me throw this at you then, your friend Joe Joyce. What do you reckon about the timing being right for a rematch right now with Daniel Dubois? I think Joe, listen, I've, I've, I've been with Joe for his last few camps and been had eyes on it. I was with him for his camp with Joe Parker. And he needs to get that eye of the tiger back that he had for that camp. Because when I was in camp with him then, he was only drinking water, he wasn't eating anything wrong. He was, he was super, super focused. And if you want to fight these top guys at elite level and want to beat them like, like he did to Joe Parker... Look, Joe Parker just beat Deontay Wilder and look what Joe Joyce done to him. He needs that mojo back and I need to see that first. So he needs a couple of warm-ups and then, then he can be in that mix again. But time is ticking and I don't want to see him rush into anything and think right now I've got to rush in to get myself back in the mix because that's not the best way to do things. I need to see Joe Joyce back with that eye of the tiger. That's what I need to see as, my, as a friend of his. But do you, you know? not think at his age, I know that's a friend, but... At his age, has he got time? Has he got two fights to play out? Has he got the whole of the year to play out to to get back to that level? Because again, a, a big victory for him. I'd look. He suffered two yeah. defeats in close proximity, hasn't he? This year, you know him well enough. Yes. You think he needs a, a confidence booster, yeah? Maybe just one fight. Maybe just one fight. Get a camp going again. Uh, get into rhythm with your training and then maybe to the middle, to the end part of this year. It's, listen, it's not that far away. One camp for a fight, two, three months, uh, get a good win, 
again, it's the name, not not one of these top level guys, but a good name, and um, build a bit of uh, momentum with that camp. Go straight into another camp for for a big fight with someone. I don't know if it's Daniel Dubois, but maybe he gets that Joe Parker fight again now, or there's a there's another fight out there of that sort of ilk of people, you know. You mentioned Big Bang Zhili Zhang. Uh, there's talk about Deontay Wilder facing him on that March 8th card uh, headed by Joshua Naganu. Um Again, a big jeopardy fight for Deontay Wilder. <laughs> that air of menace against Joseph Parker didn't seem to be there at all during the fight. I want to take nothing away from Joseph Parker. I think he's in the form of his life. Four fights last year. Up here. You talked about, act you talked about activity last year and how... Um, yeah. I just start again there. You mentioned Big Bang Zhang and Deontay Wilder's being talked about on that March eighth card with with yes. um, Joshua and Naganu. Um, I don't want to take anything away from Joseph Parker because it was a pin perfect performance, a precision calculated boxing. Um, took the right hand away, pushed the bully back onto the back foot, and I mean that in in a respectful way to Deontay because that's the way he wins fights by bullying. Um, yeah. took his right hand away, landed his overhand right himself, battered him in one of the rounds, nearly finished him. That aura of menace was taken away by Joseph Parker. Big jeopardy for Deontay Wilder going into this fight against Gilles Zhang, because we know how dangerous he is. But a massive opportunity for Wilder to climb that ladder a couple of rungs again if he's spectacular and knocks him out. Yep, it is. This is the uh, the nature of the business we are in one win and you're back right in rolling in, you know, so he'll be looking at a fight thinking he's got a great chance, but he's another one that I think he's lost that. Not Joe Joyce, I'm not saying he's on the same level as Wilder in terms of how he's lost it. When I watched Wilder, I thought he's not talking like the killer he once was, you know, he's not talking, I know it was vulgar the language he used to use sometimes, but that spite and menace is gone. And can you get that back? I don't know. Don't know if you can get that back. Final one, Joseph Parker. Where does he sit for you right now? I've got him as four or five in the world with with Gili Zhang yeah. under Fury, Usyk, and Joshua. Where have you got him right now? Where? What? Who for him next? Do you think? I think him versus Daniel Dubois is a great matchup. I think that's a great fight. It both is. coming off of respective wins. Respective wins. Jarrell Miller, obviously not a, a elite elite opponent, but a name that's known and gave Dubois a great test, and he came through it in spectacular fashion. Um, Parker coming off a great win Wilder I think it just makes sense to make that fight next Brilliant stuff well we cannot wait it really augurs well for a brilliant heavyweight year we'll talk about Johnny's uh, next fight in Las Vegas where he is of course uh, in the section after next because we're going to move next to uh, Better Beer against Smith you're listening to Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2 next up we will look at that huge light heavyweight fight this weekend in Quebec City as Mondo Smith takes on Arta Batabiev. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Final Hexer on TalkSport 2 with me, Gareth Davis, and Johnny, the Vegas fighter, Fisher. Calm down, mate. I'm very calm, mate. Don't worry about me. You've got to calm down. All Vegas fight. Calm down. Uh, it's the new catchphrase for Johnny Fisher in 2024. Calm down, mate. Bosch will always be there, yeah. of course. Johnny has joined me preparing for yeah. his fight on February the 3rd in Las Vegas. We don't know his opponent yet. He reckons he knows it's going to be teased out. It may have come out by the time this is live. But first huge world title fight of 2024 this weekend, Johnny, in uh, Quebec City. Uh, Better be adopted home, obviously, as Canada. Um, he's, an, he's a, a, a piece, he's a chunk of Eastern European granite. He prays, he boxes. He's incredibly religious. He looks after his family. He's an incredible character. Um you can't get anything out of him. It's like getting blood out of a stone interviewing him. He, he'll giggle at you and laugh at you when you ask him a question. He doesn't go deep, but he is a very deep man. But what he has is a deep propensity for knocking people out. 19 victories, 19 knockouts, undefeated. Uh, he's got that ability to put people underway when he's under pressure. And he almost threshes at times with these wild hooking punches, but and yet he's he's yeah. educating that brilliant Eastern European style. What chance do you give Callum Smith, who's had two fights at um, light heavyweight, great victory over Matthew Baudelaire, fourth round knockout, and then a win over Lenin Castillo, a second round knockout at Tottenham Hotspur. Obviously, the second one was in was in Jeddah on the undercard of um, Joshua and uh, Usyk two or Usyk Joshua two. Um, very tough fight for him, in my view, and yet a great opportunity for him as well. Very, very tough fight, but any world title fight is going to be tough for different reasons. And yet, Paterbiev's at the pinnacle of that light heavyweight division, probably up there with Dimitri Bivolt. That's the fight people will be wanting and yearning for eventually at some point. But um, Callum Smith's got a great chance. Big puncher, big guy. Um, it is still one of them things where you can you can force a stoppage, you can force something to happen. Baturbi, he's got to be looking at this thinking, yeah, Baturbi has got all these knockouts. He's a great fighter. He's got relentless pressure, but he's not a young man anymore. And um, maybe he can use that to his advantage. Um, the only defeat is against Canelo Alvarez. Obviously, when K- 
Callum was number one in the super middleweight division. Can we take anything? Obviously, that was three, four years ago, Neil, three and a bit years ago now in the uh, uh, San Antonio, Texas. Um, 12th round, unanimous decision. Canelo won that. Um, if you remember, he was quite aggressive in the fight. Callum weathered everything. Callum's yep. never been down in his professional career, not once. Um, so, but you know. You can see this going 12 rounds, can't you? But I do think they'll go into the trenches in the last third of the fight. I think that's where it's going to be won and lost, in my view. Because I think Better Beer does up the gears and does go for full attack. And yet, Callum's got a great jab, a huge, hard, heavy right hand. He's got great levers on the inside, unusually. For a tall man, he's good on the inside. Yeah. So he's got the armory to do it. What I worry about is body shots in this fight from Better Beer, by the way, yeah. late in the fight. If Better Beer suddenly begins to target the body. Yes. They've got a big target there to hit, obviously, being Smith's a very, very tall man, especially at that weight. Um, yeah, I just think it's an entertaining fight. Paterbiev's got that all action yeah. style. I remember watching him versus Anthony Yard. Um, against Anthony Yard, that was a fight, like you said, going into the trenches. Yard dug in, Paterbiev had to step it up again and again and again and eventually got the win. Maybe that's what uh, Callum Smith's got to do, but in a more educated way, perhaps at a longer range, trying to keep him off his chest because, as you said, if he rattles them body shots in Paterbiev, Callum Smith, I don't care if he's not been stopped before, he's going to fill them for sure. And uh, obviously, he's 39 later this month. Better be of that. That yeah. plays a factor. Um, you know, I think one of the things about him is we, we we know that he's you know absolutely brilliant. World Championship gold in two thousand and nine. European Championship gold. Um, you know, the other thing about him is all fights by stoppages. So he's never been twelve rounds. So it's understandable no. why Better Beav is the favourite in this fight. But um, Adam Deans and Alexander Kvuzdik took him uh, 10 rounds. Callum Johnson put him down early in the fight that, in which the Brit was beaten. Yeah. Um, he's, not, he's not imperceptible to being hurt or being down. So one of the arguments for me is if Callum can use ed educated pressure in this fight, he could hurt Betabiev yeah. and he could outpoint him as well. Yep. Yeah. Don't... Uh, that's the, that's what you've got to think. You can't just sit back and think, oh, he's a big puncher, he's knocked everyone out. I've got to sit back. You've got to realise, and Smith's got to hopefully realise that he's got an armoury himself, as you said, and he can do damage to Paterbiev. And at that age of 38, 39, has he got the 12 rounds in him? So if he puts educated pressure on him from round one, we'll take a lot out of him round one to six, and then maybe Smith can find that extra gear where he's a little bit on the younger side. I'm not, I'm not sure he's a young man himself, but he's not approaching 40 like uh, Paterbiev is. And um, that's what he's got to do. He's got to have a bit of self-belief, you know? No, Callum's been around forever. He's only 33. Um, yeah. And, and exactly. he hasn't got major miles on the clock either. Um, you know, the one thing about this, Better Beav's been out for since the yard fight. So so 11 months. Yeah. Callum's been out 17 months. Yes. Is that a concern for you at wow. all? It's not good to be inactive for... A year plus, is it? It's, it's gonna, 
it's gonna it's gonna play some sort of role, whether that's in the timing, whether that's in the, how you respond in the first few rounds. It might take him a couple of hours to settle back into a rhythm, and um, you don't want to no. be uh, worrying about that when you're fighting someone who knocked every single person out of their fault. You know, that's a concern. Exactly. Well, we obviously wish Callum Smith against Better Beer, but one of the fights that everyone wants to see as well, certainly boxing fans want to see, is Arta Better Beer against Dimitri Bivol. It might be Callum Smith against um, Bivol for yeah. the uh, for all the belts at 175 pounds. Is that a fight you'd like to see this year? Better Beer against Bivol. Obviously, we're jumping ahead of ourselves, but I'd love to see that fight. That's a brilliant fight. That's one that's been spoken about for the last year or two years. But something that's thrown a bit of spanner in the works of that is people talking about Jaya Pattaya versus Dimitri Bivol. That's another one. And if we get sport with that one as well, you'll be equally as happy because Jaya Pattaya is a force to be reckoned with. And uh, them sort of guys, maybe if the weight makes sense, they can uh, they can they can do that as well. But the trouble is, Bivol um, says he can make 168 as well to fight Canelo in a rematch. Obviously, he's got yeah. a victory over Canelo. Having been out there with both of them and, and, and seen Opataya live fighting, I think Opataya is more likely to go up, yeah. and especially if he's in Tyson Fury's camp a lot for this fight with Usyk on February the 17th. I can see him, if he finds his way around Fury and is comfortable, I can see him more likely yeah. going up to heavyweight where the much bigger money is. I think I think it might be yeah. a mismatch in terms of size with, uh, with Bivol. Um, against Alpatire, uh, in my view, he's not someone who struggles to make light heavyweight, is he? Bivol, he's, he, as you said, he can go back down to super middle. So maybe it makes more sense for the fight with Bivol and uh, Paternov and Jai Pattaya to move into the uh, the heavyweights. Absolutely, and I think we'll see Alpatire um, really dominate the cruiserweight division this year. It'd be fascinating to see if he can step yeah. up to heavyweight and win a world title, even. You know, as Alexander Usyk, David Hay, uh, Evander Holyfield, and others have done. You're listening to Fight Night Extra on Talksport Two. Next up, we'll talk about Johnny Fisher's hopes for 2024. You're listening to Fight Night Extra on Talksport Two. I'm Gareth Davis. He's Johnny Fisher. He is in Sin City. He's at the Plaza Hotel down in old, yeah. the old town, yeah, the old town where yes. um, there used to be Elvis performances every day, where the Elvis Chapel is, the, the, the wedding chapel, where you can walk along the yeah. light parade there, you can go to Binion's. the Lucky Horseshoe from some of the Clint Eastwood movies. It's a very historic mm. part of town. You're in the bright lights, but it's low rise compared to the actual eight mile strip itself. How are you enjoying Vegas, Johnny? I'm loving it. I'm loving it, Gareth. I've been here three or four times before, so it's not an alien experience to me, but I'm settled. I've got a great team around me. And um, as you said, it's full of history. And that's that's a big thing for me as well. Listen, as you said, the, you've got the main strip with the Bellagio and the Wynn. It's great to see, but... A lot of stories are in the downtown part of Vegas, the old town. That's the original Las Vegas. And uh, they talk about it in the film Casino. And he said before the uh, the blase and all the, all the fountains and the big attractions of the main strip, this is where a lot of dodgy dealings went down, you know? And it's uh, exciting. It's, it's fascinating. Absolutely. Uh, do you have a little gamble or not? A little bit, just to pass the time. Nothing big, not, not 
thousands of dollars just try and win my breakfast or what win my dinner, you know, of an evening, you know, just twenty, thirty dollars here or there, kill a bit of time in between training. Therapeutic, you know. Do you go to Binion's and play on the blackjack table that's open right by the doors? Have you been there or not? I've not been there yet. I know what you're talking about. I've not been there, but I'll just uh, stroll down to the plaza, the old uh, the casino floor, and uh, yeah, and then I'll go and have a bit of food, chill out, go to the jacuzzi. Just try and do as little as I can, but trying to do little, be active, but within a, within restraints, you know? Do you go for a run there at all, 5am? A lot of boxers say they go to, for a run at 5am in uh, in Vegas because it gets warm. Do you, yeah. do you have a run there or not? Well, I, well, it's not too warm at the minute. I did see Ryan Garcia and Floyd Mayweather were running at four in the morning, uh, not too long ago. But um, my training, my gym works at 9am. So I train at 9, then I do my strength and conditioning work at 6pm. So that's what I'm doing uh, in the mornings. I'm getting up at about 6, 7. And my routine's perfect. I think it's, uh, it's working out okay so far. It's Vegas the dream American debut then? Oh, it's the dream dream to fight him, whatever, isn't it? It's a... It's, uh, when I look back to two, three years ago when I was selling meat on the van with my dad during lockdown, working for £50 a day, 15-hour days, and coming back and doing a bit of training in the garden and then finishing my university dissertation, if you told me then that I'd be fighting in Las Vegas in the Cosmopolitan Hotel, I would have uh, I would have uh, broke your arm off. So I'm in a great place, so I can't believe it, and I'm going to make it worth it. It's not as if I'm just resting on my laurel and thinking, oh, it's done. This is just the beginning for me, and I've got to keep progressing. Um, we, we mentioned uh, Big John is coming out as well. He's doing his show out there. He's, he's, yeah. I think he's doing a few meet and greets, isn't he? Does that help you that yeah. that, that that kind of that Bosch promotion is is part of it as well, and that you know you're not you know the, the young native leaving the village and doing your rite of passage on your own in Vegas. That you've got you've got the kind of the tribal chief there as well, and the Bosch. Uh, the Bosch nation is coming as well. If I can put it in that, <laughs> if I can use that metaphor. Yeah, yeah. I quite enjoyed it the first week. I was here completely on my own. It was quite therapeutic to get away from everything. But it's nice to have. Like my brother came out a few days ago. Um, uh, Sonny Cannon's coming out next week. Jake Meskell's here helping me as well. So Big John's arriving. So there's dribs and drabs. It's, it's freshening it up because it would be a long time to be out here on your own completely. So they take the pressure off. And obviously Big John for the promotional side of it and supporting me like that is uh, it pays dividends in the end and uh, I'm going to have good support out here not only from English people coming over but Americans as well there's quite a few American guys and girls who want to want to support a, if you go for a little jog up to the arts district towards the stratosphere that's a yeah. fantastic area that yes. you may not have visited yet have you been there yet? I've never been there and I was speaking to a cab driver about this actually. He said, um, so you've got the downtown bit and you've got the main strip and there's an actual district. You might be in the, the middle district where it's more well, like a bar area. Yeah, so it's for, for, for the locals, you know. So it's, it's interesting to see the different parts of it and where you've been, been here for, I've been here several weeks altogether now in terms of the, all the times I've been here. So it's nice to always find new things. I've heard Red Rock Canyon as well is a good place to run. I've run there a couple of times and um, yeah, it's always nice to find new things and explore, you know. I was about to mention running in Red Rock. I've had a little jog and a, a little um, scramble up there myself. Yes. It's, it's a great area. It's incredible. And actually, when you look out to one area where the sun sets from Las Vegas, near the stratosphere, it's it's a beautiful sunset there over Red Rock. And there's, obviously, you've got the, 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 the UFC-owned Fatita-owned uh, casinos out towards Red Rock as well. So um, what about um, a yeah. visit to the UFC performance gym at some point as well? I, I train there every uh, every weekday evening. I'm training over there, so 
I've got the facilities there are great. All your recovery methods, obviously the sauna, the hot and cold plunges, physio that you need on hand, and uh, the facilities are second to none. I've been there three or four times now, obviously, and uh, it just worked out. I know the people there, there's some familiar faces, so it's really beneficial that the fight is in Las Vegas, my first one away from home, because I've sort of built a little bit of a of a repertoire, a bit of a rapport with it, as they say. Um, right, come on. Uh, the, the opponent's going to be announced very soon. I hear it's someone with a very decent record. 11-12 um, fights. Yep. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, getting loose, getting ready. Are you sparring ready. today or not? I've already sparred. I've done six rounds today already with a uh, with a Cuban guy. And then we've done six rounds on the pads and then we've done four rounds on the bag. I'm about to do strength and conditioning after. So the training's intense, but I can feel the benefit, you know, even after a week. So... Yeah, I'm getting ready. The opponent's uh, locked in. He's uh, matching with locked him in. I'm just waiting for them to announce it. He's been locked in for about a week or so. So I'm ready to go, but I'm waiting on the bosses. Lovely. Um, Connor Ben's on that card as well. Uh, that might deflect a little bit of attention away from you uh, on the night as well or in the in the week's build-up. Maybe that's a good thing, but um, it'll be interesting to have Connor Ben on the card as well. Definitely. Um, I've, I've met Connor Ben a few times, always been a... A very friendly bloke to me. His dad as well, obviously a legend of the sport. And uh, it'll be good. A couple of other Essex boys are coming out. Jimmy Sainz, who are who, who our dads who are good friends from back in football in the day. And uh, George Lidard, who's fought on a few cards with me as well. So the Essex boys will be out in full force, including Conor Ben as well. And to get out this early in the year, February the 3rd, um, what's your year looking like? Do you want five fights this year? I want four. Four would be would be good because we're in eight and ten rounders now. This one's an eight rounder, um, but ten's uh, what we're looking at when we fight back in England. And uh, there's some good plans, Eddie's. We've sat down with Eddie at the end of last year. Um, there's talk about flying at the Albert Hall, uh, moving towards English titles and things like that. That would be absolutely brilliant. But I think I've put myself in a really good position, and I, I don't overlook what I've got to do now because fighting in America, the pressure's on, new environment, a tough opponent. Um, but if I get through this, which I'm hoping I will, and I'm, I believe I will, that will stand me in good stead when I come back to English shores. Well, we wish you the best of luck on February the 3rd, Johnny. We appreciate you taking an hour out of your busy Nevada schedule, getting ready for your American debut on February the 3rd, live on Zone. We'll be covering it on TalkSport as well. It's great to see you. Thanks as always. Onwards and upwards. Calm down, mate. Bosh. Calm down, Gareth. I will see you in Vegas. Bosh. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 